Percy, I'm told that the word prayer is mentioned up to 700 times in one Bible translation. Why do you think that is? Why is it mentioned so many times? Well, prayer as a practice and principle is the cornerstone of every major world religion as it is the direct pathway for one to intimately communicate with God as a source of power and help in times of trouble and despair mm-hmm. that does not require permission from anyone to do. Right. Yeah, so I think that when we talk about prayer and when we look at it, uh, it's just an important factor to our everyday spiritual life. Let's have a conversation about this spiritual right more today. Yeah, let's talk about some prayer tips during a cancer journey. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. And Percy, good to be with you today. I'm looking forward to this conversation and our guest who will share so much. Bless you, my friend. Likewise, it's good to be here. And we're going to have a really great conversation with a very insightful spiritual leader who also has gone through her own uh, health care scare. So we're going to talk about prayer tips today. Yeah, Yeah. we'll introduce you to T.N. Brown, Reverend T.N. Brown here, and you'll be hearing from her again in the future on the podcast. So today will be uh, program number one, and we look forward to introducing you to our guest. That'll come up in just a few moments. Uh, We have a question we'd like to pose to our listeners before we get rolling here today. Have you ever struggled with prayer or praying and why? Since our theme Mm. is prayer today, let's be honest about it. Have you ever struggled with prayer or praying and why? And Percy, I think if any of us are honest, we have to say, yes, I have. And here's, here's why. Absolutely. And so when we, we really like to get feedback and hear from you and we're going to address this and we're going to talk about prayer today and, and, and ways to pray effectively uh, and comfortably. So, but with that being said, love to get your feedback and hear your thoughts on if you have ever struggled with prayer or praying and why. How do you reach us? Well, go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Connect, and then you'll uh, have an opportunity there to type in your response to our question. Have you ever struggled with prayer or praying, and why? Uh, we really would love to interact with you on this, and maybe this can be used in a future program, anonymously, of course, but we just like to share in each other's experiences. All right. We also have a free resource that I'll be mentioning today called 50 Encouraging Scriptures. You'll find that also at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. Let's turn to the scripture right now, Percy. Well, our spiritual nugget for today is found in Psalm 116, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2 to help establish a principle around praying. And it says this, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. And I love this scripture, particularly the the language of of God bending down. I get the image of like my dad when I was a little boy, kind of leaning in to try to reach me where I am located. On your level, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and when we talk about prayer, that certainly is the case that we are probably in some low places in many times looking for help and assistance. And this scripture helps us to get a real good visual of God bending down and leaning in to hear 
hearing us when we pray unto him today. So I think this is going to give us a great foundation for today's discussion. And you'll learn a lot of prayer tips during a cancer journey from our guest here in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America part of City of Hope, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. There are hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, and they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. Or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, hey, 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 it's me, Pastor P, the cancer pastor, back again with another compelling conversation. And uh, I have someone very special that I want to bring to the microphone uh, who's going to come in a professional capacity as well as a personal capacity to talk about, again, dealing with health care and the scare of health care and how, particularly from a spiritual perspective, one can be empowered and encouraged uh, if you will, uh, to kind of work through the challenge of mental, emotional, and dare I even say physical uh, challenges with health and wellness. Today, I want to welcome to the microphone uh, the vice president of ministry at Guidepost, a, uh, a native of uh, New York, uh, the Harlem area particularly. Her name is uh, T.N. Brown. And her uh, focus of ministry is in strengthening the faith community to reach their greatest spiritual and personal potential. Uh, She has traveled the world. As a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, she has just gotten back from uh, Europe and Germany and Switzerland. But again, she has traveled the world contributing to academic conferences in Nigeria, served in missions in the Dominican Republic, uh, Istanbul, Turkey, uh, Syria, Africa, uh, leadership gatherings in Dubai, United Arab Emeritus, uh, and in India, to say just a few things, and also was diagnosed very recently at the time of this recording, approximately two months or so ago, uh, with her own healthcare challenge, and we'll talk about that uh, in just a second. Welcome to the microphone, Reverend T. Ann Brown. How are you, my dear? I am well. Thank you so much, Reverend Percy, for that wonderful introduction and for having me. It is certainly an honor. Well, the privilege is all mine. As I tell people, this show is not about me. It's about the the unique stories that we tell and that we share here. And, uh, and everyone has a story to tell if they've been on a health journey of some sort or if they've supported individuals who have been on a health journey. And that certainly is the case for you in both scenarios. And uh, I want to kind of unpack and, and tee this conversation up first and foremost with the fact uh, that, again, your, your professional uh, you know, resume of who you are as a minister, uh, one who has uh, supported the ministry and, 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 and helping individuals with their spiritual growth is extensive. And I just gave a nice little neat summary. But 
uh, being the vice president of ministry at God Post, of course, any of us that have lived at any extensive period of time on planet knows who God Post is. And I remember receiving the little small booklets in the mail and reading all of the great stories of, of inspiration and hope and faith. And, you know, you're the vice president of that, but you also formally uh, was the director of video content development at God Post as well. So you've been on the other side of the microphone, also uh, creating content and managing content. So you've done quite a bit. But before we go into that, I want to talk about your healthcare journey. You had a healthcare challenge and scare recently. Uh, why don't you share with the audience uh, that which you have just worked through and on some levels uh, may even still be mentally and emotionally processing in the after fact of. So tell the people a little bit about what, what you've gone through from a healthcare perspective. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, I have recently uh, dealt with an experience uh, in which was very surprising and shocking to me mm. um, in that, you know, most of my life, uh, really up until this point, um, one would say I have a, a clean bill of health. Mm. You know, the most I've had, you know, I had tonsillitis as a kid or, you know, fevers, <laughs> things of that nature, but nothing um, that really was uh, a threatening to my life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so at this juncture, it was a very shocking and surprising. Also, uh, with the diagnosis, it not having any trace within my family mm. lineage uh, on either side. And so um it, it, it was very jarring. Um, I, as of June, um, I was diagnosed with a tumor. And, um, you know, at the time, I it was very shocking. I had, you know, so it, how it led into it, I was having, um, you know, discomfort mm -hmm. when I would urinate mm -hmm. um, and to the point that I needed to see a doctor because oh. I knew that it was abnormal. Um, and so when they did the uh, MRI and, and CAT scan, uh, they found the tumor. Um, for me, it was extremely scary because um, I didn't, to me at the time, tumor meant cancer mm -hmm. and you know, who knows after that. Right. And so dealing with the diagnosis, again, not having had any serious issues or conditions growing up, not having any traces of it in my family right. really left me in a wilderness place, so to speak. Um, and then one as a leader and a faith leader, uh, challenged my faith um, ultimately and uh, was just quite an experience to get that diagnosis. And, and what I appreciate about your candor and transparency, Reverend, again, you know, so let, let's talk. We, you know, we on the other side of the table, you know, I've been in ministry 30 years, you know, I sit and think about that, like, where did the time go? And, you know, there is a perception. And I think that entering into ministry, if you will, as a public faith leader, there may even be a uh, pre-inscribed idea that, you know, as people of faith, as leaders, you know, we're going to stand on top of the mountain with our, our faith cape flowing in the wind with theme song music in the background. And and nothing's going to happen to us because we're people of faith. We're walking by faith. We're teaching people about faith. And the fact of the matter is, is that we are humans, just like those that we serve, who we lead, train, teach, and et cetera. But we also are just as human and mortal as they are. And we are not uh, without 
the opportunity to deal with our own challenges. I know when I was diagnosed three years ago with, you know, early stage colon cancer, you know, it was like, okay, this, it's my turn now. I'm, I get to sit on the other side of the table. And instead of being the one that is being preached, that is preaching to, I got, I got to get preached to in some ways. I've got to be spiritually nurtured and encouraged. The good news for your story is that when it was all said and done, as I understand it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, you you had that that tumor surgically removed, but it was not cancerous. But nevertheless, you went through that same agonizing process of diagnosis, uh, having very difficult conversations, waiting to get response, so on and so forth. And that's going to transition us into what I really want to talk to you about, because uh, again, your your resume speaks for itself. You've, you've traveled across the world doing ministry. And one of the things uh, that you're going to bring to us today is prayer tips that that may help and empower an individual during a cancer journey or a health care uh, scare, if you will. And you certainly, you know, have experienced that. So you're not just kind of speaking theoretically at this point. You're also talking about and you admit it that you were also a little, you know, it, it, it took you back. And it it, it, it was uh, it was jarring, I think, is the word that you use. Uh, let's talk about uh, some prayer tips that we can offer. And before we do that, I want to read uh, first and foremost, just to kind of balance the conversation out about prayer. Uh, as people of faith, as faith leaders as, and those who are listening, uh, prayer is the bedrock of, of our faith belief system. You know, it's 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 important. It's crucial. And it's it's, it's a part of everything that we are. But I want to make sure that we're clear uh, in terms of what what some data and research uh, tells us about the effects of prayer from a medical perspective. And then we're going to go into this discussion. First and foremost, the National Library of Medicine. And I'm going to read an excerpt from a study that was written that says this prayer and self-reported health among cancer survivors in the United States. National Health Interview Survey, and it's a bit dated, but this is what I could find, of 2002. And it basically said this, available research has not supported claims that spiritual beliefs can cure cancer, can cure cancer, or any other disease. Yet religiosity, and that's an interesting term, uh, can play an important role in the lives of people. And we know that, we believe that, and we certainly stand to represent that. Noted psychological benefits of religious activities such as praying include positive mental states, a sense of meaning, and coping with stress, all of which have been associated with positive health outcomes. And so that being said, let's talk about prayer, prayer tips. And I would imagine that you wouldn't be speaking about something that you didn't first benefit from and utilize in your own situation Today, as a, a seasoned and traveled uh, faith leader, what are some prayer tips today that we can offer to someone listening? And, and it's important to note that you're doing well today. Your health is fine and, and you're, you're moving forward. What are some prayer tips uh, that we can offer for individuals on a cancer journey? Sure. Thank you. Um, well, uh, I, I would say one of the things that you know can happen uh, during that time when your mind is 
go in all different directions and you're facing the humanity of the experience um, is to re- be very intentional about prayer. Mm. And when you can do that and be intentional about prayer, um, it forces you to uh, really focus on God and focus on who he is in the midst of this situation. So being intentional for some may look like, you know, let me pick a time of the day okay. that I'm going to be intentional about centering myself in God, um, you know, regarding this situation. This, now, this may be in addition to, you know, uh, your your normal prayer time, or this may be just something s- separate and specific uh, regarding your situation. So before we, we go any further, what is prayer? Let's give a kind of a framework of what is prayer. Sure. I would say that prayer in its simplest form is communication with God. And, and and often involving a request. Okay. It is simple communication with God that potentially, and in most cases, has a request associated with it. Love it. All right. So with that, uh, why why do people pray or why should people pray? Sure. Um, I think why people pray really is, is that it offers a sense of surrender and confidence mm. in one that is greater than ourselves Mm. and has an ability greater than ourselves. Um, And so therefore why we should pray because it is uh, a power, a being, an entity that um, is, is far beyond our finite understanding, knowledge, and will that can see into our situation and know really fully the outcome. And and be, and because you're the subject matter expert, I'm just moderating the conversation. Would it be safe to say or fair to add to that, that it also helps to empower one to believe that there is something that they are able to do on their behalf, but with the assistance of that higher power in this particular, we're talking about God, obviously, but it gives them a sense of, of being in, in partnership with the ability to kind of take some action on behalf of their circumstance and their situation. Oh, absolutely. I think that that level of dependency um, ends up being reciprocated in one that it empowers one to have the ability to uh, take care of what they can within the uh, uh, range and spectrum that they can, that, that God enables them to do. And the reason why I simply wanted to just enumerate that, because, again, in the in the cancer space, particularly in the world of medicine and science, uh, it is my belief and it is the belief of of the organization that I represent now, 27 years, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, that pa- prayer can be a very powerful uh, adjunct of support to help people work through the mental, emotional uh, and, and in many cases, physical stresses and rigors of treatment and care, but is not to be utilized to take the place of good medical clinical uh, excellence. And I think it's important that we highlight and, and underscore that. No, ab- absolutely. Uh, in no way or case or form uh, should it take the place of doing one's due diligence to uh, take care of your health and, and find out what are the best measures um, to make one's self better um, at all costs. Okay, great. So with that, then let's go into some things that everybody can put into use and play right now today. Absolutely. Um, so the first one, as I spoke of, would be uh, to be intentional. Yep. Uh, praying, um, you know, if that means picking a certain time of day 
or it means, you know, um, whether it's part of your, you know, normal prayer times or if it's something separate, but being intentional okay. to pray to the one who you know is able uh, to help in your time of need and and praying to him with faith and hope uh, regarding your situation. Okay, so uh, intentionality, okay. Intentionality. Um, secondly, I would say eliminate distractions. Okay. Uh, Praying, eliminating distractions in that uh, on one side, obviously, when you pray, right, um, eliminating distractions where whether it could be kids or TV or social media, you know, uh, that's part of the intentionality, um, but eliminating that, but also the mental distractions that come uh, with seeking God yeah. in your matter yeah. um, and, and really being able to block out any and everything uh, that would come to, you know, challenge uh, the the hope and faith that one should have in God and in God's word. And if I would, if I was to recapitulate that, it just, just me putting my little spin on it is not allowing anything to contaminate that sacred space of, of you and in communication with, with your, with your higher power. Okay, great. Okay. I love it. All right. Third, I would say connect um, with another believer. Ah. Um, you know, during my experience, I had connected with a, um, a sister and friend of mine who um, had a recent health um, challenge herself. Okay. And without me knowing and me reaching out to her, not knowing the specifications of her situation mm -hmm. uh, because the Lord had saw her through it. She was able to pray with me mm -hmm. and for me during my time of need prior to my surgery. Okay. And oftentimes, or sometimes when you're in these situations, you may not have the strength to pray like you normally would. Mm. You may not have the focus That's that you would desire to have because of the distractions or because of the worry or because of the anxiety of what you're currently facing, what you will face, especially if you have to incur surgery. Mm. And so the power of joining with another believer who may or may not have uh, shared a similar experience mm -hmm. um, is really powerful and, and really uh, touches with the word that says, well, there are two or three gathered yeah. in my name. I'm surely in the midst of you. And so that really brings uh, power, brings consolation and brings another level of faith uh, to one while you're um, seeking prayer or seeking God through prayer. Yeah, I think I think it's such an important point because for many cancer patients, whether it be because of medication, because of fatigue, uh, because of surgery, they may not mentally, emotionally or physically be able to kind of uh, pull all of the wherewithal that they need to pray for themselves, that they need some help and some assistance with someone that can help usher them into that space and pray with them and for them. I love it. That's a, that's a great recommendation. And then number four, my dear. Number four, I would say don't be afraid to use a guide. Um, okay. Depending on how you pray, you know, you may be more a freelancer in your prayer. Okay. Uh, or you may have guided prayers. Um, but I would find that sometimes you may not know what to pray yeah. while you're in the midst of praying. Or you feel that, you know, I've prayed this so many times, mm. you know. What else is there to pray? So don't be afraid to use a guide and writing out 
you know, what your prayer is and what your prayer request is. And in that praying the word of God. So let me go ahead and and let me get on the other side of this real quick. So uh, do you have to be like a perfect writer? I mean, because see, I'm already thinking on how some people may think that I need to make sure that this is perfectly written out. it's, it's, It's clear. It's articulate. I've got everything exactly right because I don't want people to necessarily get hung up on what and how they write, but as much as getting written, whatever it is that's on their heart and on their mind, I don't want people to get hung up on 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 how it should be written. Absolutely. You know, what's awesome about our father, the creator of the heavens and the earth, uh, similar to a parent to a child, uh, is that at every level and every stage of one's growth, the parent has an ability to communicate with the child Mm. and get enough level of understanding Mm. to know what the child is requesting. Um, How we say, I want food (laughs) at, you know, 30 and 40 and 50 years old doesn't sound the same as one that says, I want food to a one-year-old to a two-year-old, but yet the parent knows how to communicate and understand what the request is. So to that point, the personal relationship that you have with God and how you communicate with God is sufficient enough when it is in sincerity, when it is from the heart, when it is seeking God. He said, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. God is able to take what you give in all that you give in your sacrifice, and he's able to understand, compute it, and allow it to register in his will and his way uh, to come to your aid and your need. Fantastic. And so with that, as we close, um, what what gives you hope? What continues to fuel your hope? I thank you for uh, providing some tips for the for the audience, some things that they can practically do today, right now. What continues to fuel your hope? I would say that circumstances are temporary. Okay. That they are opportunities. Not only are they temporary, but they are opportunities to discover God in a different way. Mm. You said something earlier that, you know, as believers, especially as leaders, we can sometimes have this thought that we are invincible or that nothing, you know, bad would happen to us or should happen to us. And I was actually reading a book recently, uh, I believe called A Prayer in the Night. I forgot the author. Um, But there was a part where she was saying that, you know, God never promised that we wouldn't incur pain, Mm. so to speak. Mm. Um, But he promised to be with us. And so it gives us an opportunity to see God in a different way and understand that the same God who created us still has a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, I I know the plans that I have for you. And so knowing that God created us, has a plan for us, we may not have all the details and all the, you know, um, the the, the, the answers during the process, but knowing that God has, uh, that he's with us in the process for an awesome outcome and testimony for our lives that are not only for us, but to be a blessing to others. Thank you, Reverend Tian. I appreciate you bringing that sound, sound, very sound, very practical, and yet very biblical and scriptural 
uh, as we continue to provide health and hope and inspiration uh, to those that are on any type of healthcare journey, and specifically, obviously, with the cancer. And uh, Reverend Tian is going to be back with us, or, or, and she's going to do some other installments that we're going to feature uh, here after this. So you stay tuned because this is not going to be the last time that you hear from her. She's articulate. Uh, she's she's spirit-filled, and she's experienced. She has had her own health care challenge and journey, and today we thank God for her spending time with us. She is the vice president of Ministry at Guidepost. That's not a small organization, folks, and we are grateful. Uh, Native New Yorker who stopped by to spend time with us has traveled the world uh, doing ministry and being in ministry, and today uh, she's given us a little bit of her time at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you, Reverend Percy. Yes, thank you to Percy and to Reverend T.N. Brown for that conversation today. In a moment, we'll talk about why we'll be hearing more from this woman coming up on the program. Looking forward to that. But in the meantime, the Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, and risk factors and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center on any Amazon device, or you can access the tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Percy is back with me now, and we appreciate these conversations and interviews you bring to us, Percy. There's a special reason why we wanted everyone to meet uh, our guests that we just heard from today. Yeah, Reverend Brown represents a, a fantastic organization, uh, and as you heard in the introduction, she is the vice president of ministries uh, for Guidepost, but Guidepost also is kind of the uh, umbrella organization that uh, represents Abide uh, Meditation app, and so uh, they reached out to HHI and said, listen, we'd love to start developing a relationship with you, and so uh, offered you know, the opportunity to say, listen, we have our vice president of ministries uh, and again, as well-traveled uh, and, you know, we, we began to say, listen, what can we do with each other? And so uh, we've interviewed her and we'll have her back on a couple of occasions and we'll see further uh, how often we'll be able to speak with her. But she's well-traveled. She's, she's done so much. Uh, not just nationally, but internationally. And we're really excited about the opportunity to be able to partner together uh, with such an awesome uh, organization. And again, Abide uh, is a meditation app that you can download. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk more about that at a later date and time uh, to help people sleep and kind of get quiet and, and kind of focus in on God. And so we're here, obviously, at HHI to bring resources and opportunities to further develop people's spiritual sensibilities that will help them, obviously, in the midst of, of, of a journey of health and cancer and wellness and certainly being able to meditate, get quiet and get centered on God uh, is a helpful resource. So we're looking forward to this continuing relationship with God, Post and Abide and Reverend T.N. Brown. It's a terrific relationship. And uh, as you said, we'll be hearing more from her in the future here. And there was a real connection made between the two of you and a real connection, I feel, with all of us who are listening to her message today about being intentional about prayer, who God is and how to approach him in prayer, especially during a cancer journey. Absolutely. And of course, you know, many people, as you stated earlier, sometimes tend to struggle with the idea of prayer or the concept of prayer. And again, some of the things that were said, one important point was be intentional and create time and space 
where you can kind of get centered and focused around communicating with God. And I think the big takeaway that I want to underscore again is the fact that prayer doesn't have to be something very formal or fancy, but it has to be something that you are intentional about at the end of the day so that you can kind of create a space and time. It's, it's just like anything else that we choose to do when we exercise or when we do something else. We're, we're very intentional about it, and it's not just haphazard. I think that in order to create uh, a, a sacred space or time so that you can get clear and centered and align with God and be able to communicate with him in any way that you choose and you see fit based upon your needs, your circumstances, needs to be intentional and needs to have some sort of a regularity to it that will empower and strengthen one to move forward and just feel more aligned and close to him at the end of the day. Sure. Now, in your past experience as a hospital chaplain and now as director of faith-based programs, you've seen prayer at work in people's lives. And this, you know, as long as they, uh, you have their permission to pray with them is a real honor, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, without question. And there's a lot of research that is still floating around out there to talk about the pros and cons and does prayer work, is it effective, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is, is that prayer has an effect upon the person who feels that they've tapped into that sacred space. It gives them a sense of of balance. It gives them a sense of a, a place to release you know, uh, anxiety and tension and frustration. And so if nothing else, you know, on the, the, the least level, bottom line effect of prayer is it is a mechanism that empowers one to be able to say that I am able to do something that helps me, that mm-hmm. gives me a sense of release and relief and in situations where I feel like that I have direct communication with God. Think about this, you know, with all of the technology of the day, you know, Google Assistant and Alexa and, uh, you know, texting and so on and so forth. They're all forms of communication that people feel empowered to be able to do whenever they feel that they need to do so. Think of prayer in a similar fashion, that it is a, a, a mechanism of being able to communicate and be empowered to do so when one feels that it's, it is needed and necessary. And so, of course, in a healthcare setting, when individuals desire that, uh, we are certainly willing and able to say, hey, let's pray and let's create some time to do that within a healthcare setting that is valued and important to them at that moment and at that time. Yeah. And let me suggest if prayer is kind of a new thing for anyone listening, a great way to start is to just to take a scripture verse and pray it back to God. I'm sure you've done this in your your life as well, Percy. And we've got this resource, 50 Encouraging Scriptures. So why don't you take that resource, download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And then as you look at the list, kind of pray through and just, just repeat those scriptures back to God as a prayer. That's a, a, do you think that's a great way to start? I, I, I found that to be true. Yeah, Reverend Tian touched upon this. One of the fundamental basic ways to pray, particularly when you struggle with what you think to say or need to say, simply say the word of God, simply speak the word of God yeah. to God. And so it's, 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 Think about it almost like a, a, a relationship with, with with your girlfriend or boyfriend where you start whispering sweet nothings, but in this particular case, it's sweet somethings. <laughs> You're saying what God has said to you or to us, and you say it back to him. You whisper and you say, the, not whisper, but yeah. you, you articulate 
uh, those things to him. So just take the word of God, in this particular case, 50 encouraging scriptures, and you can recite those scriptures as a prayer back to God. So again, it's not uh, hard or difficult. And when one finds uh, or cannot find the words to say, you can certainly use God's words to speak to him and about him. And you simply recite those back to him. And that can be a form of prayer. It's a wonderful, wonderful example. This resource, 50 Encouraging Scriptures, available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com, our featured resource this week, one of many available there at the website, by the way. One of those scriptures you shared with us earlier, Psalm 116, can we uh, circle back on that? We'll close the way that we began, and it says this, I love the Lord, Psalms 116, verses 1 and 2. I love the Lord because he hears my voice. Well, how can God hear my voice unless I lift up my voice to him? That's prayer. And my prayer for mercy because he bends down, and I love this verse, and he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Today, we want to encourage you to use your godly right to communicate Send God a text, if you will. <laughs> Send him a message and say, I am thinking of you. I am longing for you. Uh, I want to be in your presence. Again, very much simply communicating to God the things that you feel and certainly share with him the things that you desire. And if nothing else, you can take the 50 encouraging scriptures and you can simply speak those back to him because God bends down to listen to us when we pray. All right. Thank you, Percy. We'll be back with another topic next week here in the program. And in the weeks to come, be listening again for the guest we introduced today, Reverend T.N. Brown. That'll be in the weeks to come here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I guess our time is up. Percy, we'll say goodbye for now. Well, until we meet again, remember, we have work to do, folks. So let's stay busy and let's keep chopping the wood. God bless. That's Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.